Welcome to Musing Interruptus. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for listening. Today we have a story on our hands. Believe me when I say this, it is inconsequential and completely made up. Trust me. However, hopefully you will get some nifty idiomatic phrases out of this. What do I get out of this, you ask? What don't I get out of this? I love doing this. So pull up a chair or put on your walking shoes and hey-ho, let's go. As I start writing this, I immediately regret the song selection. Too late for cold feet. No use in crying over spilt milk. The fake story behind the song. One, by Harry Nelson. It's not like it can go back to the title and restart. And nobody would find out. No, that would be dishonest. I'm committed to this song and we are in this together. And this, my friends, is a serious business, not monkey business. So, here I go. I'm going. Are you ready? I'm going. <laughs> to understand this song, we need to jump back to June 15th, 1941. The day my friend Harry was born. His mother had such a difficult time in childbirth that she decided not to have any more after Harry. He was an only child, and as you will come to appreciate, this made an impression on him. You know, back in the day, childhood didn't exist. People were just young and strong enough to get to work, or war for that matter. By 1942, he was walking, and by 1943, his family was sending him off to war with the Special Short and Young People's Brigade. War is a messy thing, and not much to be proud of, no matter what side you are on. Sending young ones may have been a, one of the most brilliantly calculated moves but it's never spoken of on account of the massive loss of young life. To this day, this song is the only real tale of the under 90 battalion. Under 90 centimeters, that is. Harry was one of the lucky ones. He came back, but was never really able to speak of the horrors he saw, mostly because at three his vocabulary wasn't that developed yet. He never forgot those experiences. Being an only child, going to war, being the sole survivor of his battalion. <laughs> When he started school, his PTSD, undiagnosed of course, complicated his interaction with the other young people in the first grade. Let us recall that post-traumatic stress disorder was recognized as a mental health issue until 1980. As I was saying, Harry would go in and out of flashbacks with certain triggers. The playground, as I'm sure you can empathize with, my dear friends, can feel like a battlefield. Throw a dodgeball into the mix and, well, you were sure to have Harry in a state that required the school nurse to coax him down from the apple tree. This happened to be the highest place he could get to. Sometimes he would use the apples as projectiles. This, however, was well received by the young ones who would crowd around Harry and cheer. His flashbacks were not swayed by the cheers. The damage had been done. His perception of himself and life as he knew it had been altered. 
He was alone on the field, surviving, and heaven knows what else had gone on during the war. By the time he was 27 in 1968, many years later, he was still undiagnosed. But he found solace in songwriting. One is the loneliest number. This is a reminder of how he learned to count while on the battlefield. One, short stature, young person left standing. Two can be as bad as one. Please, don't start singing. This fake story is not over yet. Learning to count, one, two, there were no more on the field, one left, the last one to be picked to play dodgeball on the playground, one in his lonely bedroom playing with one car, and one up a tree throwing apples. Speaking of apples, when he was invited to parties, you know, he was regarded as an eccentric and people were happy to have him at their gatherings. At one such shindig, he met the Beatles who were kind enough to sit through one of his flashbacks and yes, there were apples. This inspired the name of their record label. A very similar event was witnessed by Wozniak Jobs and Bruce Wayne. You can imagine the rest because quite frankly, I'm not going to. Harry's loneliness is perceived in many songs like Without You and Midnight Cowboy. So it was never really about losing a romantic love or being in a loveless relationship where conversations feel like you're just articulating words in front of a wall. But a declaration of a basic truth. You come into this world alone. Only you can walk through doors and down paths and yes, we will die alone. No one can accompany us. It is a song about his memories of the cruelties of war and learning to count on himself and to one. Writing this song was a therapeutic way forward, as art tends to be. It is a sad song, to be sure. Thank you for listening. Do you know any fake stories behind the music? Was this a total downer? Did I bum you out? You can look up uh, the real story behind the song on Wikipedia. He wrote it while listening to the busy signal when he made a phone call. You can hear the busy tone throughout the song. When Three Dog Night recorded it, the album went gold. Not too bad for the real story, so don't be sad. Now the real questions. What stories behind the songs do you know, and what is your favorite song story? I'm listening.